I've got a great tip for you right out of the gates. A simple thing for you to keep in mind the next time you're texting someone. Are you ready? Here it is. When you're writing that text, make sure that you nail the first three or four words. Why is this so important? Well, take your phone out and look at the screen. Look at your texts. You'll see a list of everyone who's texted you, plus a preview of the first line from each person's text. Because of these previews, there's a chance that the people that you're texting are going to be seeing the first few words of your text several times. So think carefully about those first three or four words. Keep it positive or at least consistent with the tone that you're trying to share. Got it? Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. In this episode, you're going to hear my top tips for texting, email, phone, virtual, and in-person meetings. Before we go any further, though, I just want to be clear. There are plenty of things that you should already know. Things that should go without saying, like don't interrupt, starting and ending meetings on time, watching your language, being focused, and so on. And I really hope that you know and practice all of this general basic advice. This is the stuff that comes up if you search best practices for texting or phone etiquette or do's and don'ts for online meetings. This really is Media Skills 101. And this is not what we're talking about here. This episode goes way beyond the basics. Instead, what I'm going to do is share with you several tips or hacks that I hope will truly elevate your communication, and hopefully a few things that you haven't heard before. If you're a regular listener to Talk About Talk, welcome back, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a new listener, let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Andrea Wojnicki, and I'm your executive communication coach. Please call me Andrea. I'm also the founder of Talk About Talk, where I coach communication skills to ambitious executives to help them elevate their confidence and their executive presence. Ultimately, I help them get noticed for the right reasons and get promoted. If you go to the talkabouttalk.com website, you'll find many resources to help you out. There's one-on-one coaching, online courses, corporate workshops, the archive of this bi-weekly podcast, and I really hope you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk Communication Coaching newsletter. This newsletter is your chance to get communication coaching from me every week. And if you're a regular listener to this Talk About Talk podcast, you also know that you don't need to take notes because I do that for you. At the end of this episode, I will briefly summarize the main points and you can always read the show notes. So as I said, you don't need to take notes. Just keep doing whatever you're doing walking, driving, whatever. I got your back. All right, let's get into this. This episode is part two of two back-to-back episodes focused on communication media, like texting, email, phone, and virtual and in-person meetings. These episodes were inspired by a listener named Mike, who recorded his question about how to get his team to start holding short, productive meetings instead of going back and forth and back and forth on email. In the most recent episode, number 118, we talked about which medium is best for your message. In other words, how you should decide whether to text or email or phone or hold a meeting. 
I'm not going to review the learnings from episode 118, except to remind you to consider the who, the what, and the why before you go on autopilot and start cranking out that email or whatever your default media is. Yes, Mike, my default is email. Instead, I encourage you to consider with whom you're communicating, what the content of the message is, and why you're communicating. These questions should illuminate which medium is ideal. Of course, there are many other specific things to consider, which you can learn if you listen to episode 118. It's a short one, less than 17 minutes. So please go listen to that one first, okay? So now on to best practices for each of these media. I've got my best tips for each of the media that we've been talking about. And if you've been listening to the Talk About Talk podcast for a while, you probably know that I'm a big fan of the power of three. So consistent with that, I've narrowed it down to my top three tips for each of these five medium. Are you ready? Let's start with texting. Texting is meant to be quick and timely. This means short or brief texts and timely communication. So tip number one, don't go on too long. If your text is really long, that might be a signal to you that you're using the wrong medium. Maybe you should pick up the phone or send an email instead. Long texts are annoying and not ideal for getting your message communicated. So keep it short. The second point for texting is also related to the fact that texts are quick and timely. Texts are meant to be fast, but, and this is a big but, always proofread your texts before sending. Personally, I can tell you between my fat fingers and autocorrect, I've learned this one the hard way. Always proofread your texts. And if you're dictating through Siri where there may be other mistakes, make sure you tell the person. Please excuse typos, I'm dictating this text through Siri. The third point for texting is the point that I already shared with you at the very beginning of this episode. Take care with the first three or four words of your text because they may end up being read and reread several times in the other person's text preview list. All right, that's it for texting. We're moving on to email. My first tip here is to update the title. Make it specific. Customize it. People almost always appreciate titles that are more specific to the content of the email. And it's a great way to get their attention and to focus on what you need it to be focused on. The second point for email is to get to the point early in the body of the email. Why are you emailing? I usually write one sentence that's more personal and friendly. Something like, I hope you had a good weekend or... I hope you're having a productive week, something like that. Then I get right to the point. The reason I'm emailing you is to ask you something or just ask the question point blank. Can we please set up a meeting? Here are three times I'm available. Get to the point sooner rather than later. My third tip for emailing is to consider whose names you include in the to, the CC, and the blind copy lines. Overall, the fewer people you're sending your email to, the better. If nothing else, because you don't want to add to the sea of emails. Am I right? Specifically, a few things for you to consider here. In the to line, these are the people 
who you are expecting to reply to your email. The CC line is different. These are the people who need to know the content of the email, but who do not need to reply to you. As for blind copying, let me be perfectly clear. Do not use this function. I've heard way too many horror stories about blind copied emails. Like, for example, when blind copied people reply directly to the email outing the sender. Instead, if you need someone else to know what you wrote privately, then send them a copy of the email separately. Got it? Okay, we're done texting and we're done email. Now onto the phone. The first thing to remember is that the phone is synchronous communication. So you need to consider the time of day. Texting and email are asynchronous. So it's okay to text or email late at night or early on Saturday morning, for example. With the phone though, this is real time. So think about what the other person is probably doing before you pick up the phone and call them. Got it? The second point for the phone is to start each phone call by sharing your name and asking the other person if they have time to talk with you. I know this sounds very basic, but this is really important. For me, I would say something like, hi, this is Andrea from Talk About Talk. Do you have 10 minutes to talk through the workshop content? Or if it was personal, I'll say something like, hey, it's Andrea, do you have a sec? Yes, even if the person knows me, and even if they have call display, and even if it's a scheduled phone call, it's just common courtesy. This way, you're not being presumptuous that they know who you are, and you're checking in first to see that they have time to talk. Okay, the third point for the phone is actually a pet peeve of mine. Always listen to voicemails before calling someone back. This is more efficient for you, for them, and it's common courtesy. If someone took the time to leave you a message, listen to it before calling them. Has this ever happened to you? You call someone and they don't pick up. Their voicemail asks you to leave them a detailed message. So that's exactly what you do. You take the time to think through and share the important details. Then they call you back immediately and say, hey, I saw you called, what's up? Ugh. I am tempted to say, yeah, I just left you a detailed message. Please listen to that and let me know if you have any questions. Okay, that might be a bit snippety, but it's very easy to listen to messages. And many of us even have voice to text if you don't want to listen. All right, so those are the three tips for the phone. Moving on to online meetings. First of all, let's focus on the camera. A few things about your camera when you're in online meetings. I get this question all the time. Here's where I stand on it. You do not need to look into the camera the whole time during online meetings, but definitely do look at the camera when you're talking and especially when you're making important points. Also, your camera should be at eye level. You want to see eye to eye with the other people in the meeting and they don't want to be looking down at your shiny forehead or up your nose. So make sure your camera's at eye level. One last thing about the camera. If your virtual meeting setup makes it difficult for you to look into the camera, tell other people this. For example, if you have a screen off to the side that you're looking at, or if you have 
notes written on a piece of paper that you want to share with everyone, just tell them. The reason you see me looking over to my left is because there's some points here that I want to make sure I don't forget. Or, sorry, I'm not looking straight into the camera. I'm looking over here where I can see the rest of you on my screen, for example. People don't mind, but just make sure you tell them if you're not looking towards your camera. So those are my three points for the camera. Next for online meetings, no multitasking. I was apprehensive about sharing this point because it is so basic, but I see it over and over and over again. No multitasking. If you're in a meeting, there's a reason you're there. Pay attention and focus on the meeting content. Otherwise, if you're tempted to multitask, maybe you don't need to be in the meeting. The last point for online meetings is to use the functionality that's available to you. So that means turn your camera on. That means use the mute function when you're not talking. That means use the chat and reactions. Use them liberally. This will keep other people engaged too. I have one last bonus tip here for online meetings. This is a tip that I share with my coaching clients who are looking for feedback on their communication skills. It's this. With the permission of the other people that are in the meeting, record it and then watch the recording, specifically watching and listening to what you say and how you say it. This is the fastest way to improve your communication skills. Yes, it can be a bit painful, but I promise you, you will improve. It works. All right, we're on to our last communication medium, in-person meetings. Number one, put your phone away. Just keep it in your bag or keep it in your pocket. Don't even put it on the table. If you're in an in-person meeting, get off your phone. The second point, start and end the meeting on time. I know this is basic. This is like communication skills 101, but it's really important. It's respectful and it's productive. My last point for in-person meetings is really key. It's something that many of us weren't paying attention to before the pandemic, but now a lot of people are really registering with this point. It's this, take advantage of the post-meeting debrief. As you're leaving the meeting room, ask the other participants what they thought about the meeting. Ask them what they're doing next. Maybe what else they're working on. Don't let the conversation end when the meeting ends. Keep talking. The post-meeting debrief is where you can learn a lot of valuable information. And that's the last tip. We've covered three of my top tips for each of the five media. Text, email, phone, and virtual and in-person meetings. Now, as promised, I'm going to briefly review them for you. Okay, first of all, for texting. Number one, keep it short. Number two, always proofread it before you send it. And three, take special care with your first three or four words in your text. On to email. Tip number one, remember the phone is synchronous, so consider the time of day. Tip number two, start each call with your name and ask if the person has time to meet with you. And tip number three, always listen to a voicemail before you call someone back. Okay, we're on to online meetings now. First, I shared with you several camera tips. Secondly, 
no multitasking. And third, use the full functionality of online meetings. I also shared a bonus tip with you here. If you're really serious about improving your communication skills, record the meeting and watch yourself later. Again, I promise you this works. The last medium that we talked about is in-person meetings. And tip number one is put your phone away. Tip number two, start and end the meeting on time. And the last tip, tip number three, take advantage of the post-meeting debrief. This is where you can learn a lot of really valuable information. And that's it. 15 tips for you. Were there a few in there that you hadn't considered before? Which one is your favorite? I'd really love to know. Please email me at andrea at talkabouttalk.com and let me know. I always love hearing from you. Topic suggestions, feedback, whatever you have to say, bring it on. You can also message me on LinkedIn or you can go to the talkabouttalk.com website and leave me a message there. While you're on the website, please, please sign up for the weekly communication coaching newsletter. Thanks again for listening and talk soon.